I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, joining us on TSV Talk Sport and Business, I'm Neil Oja, and with me is uh, Lachlan Kishan. And it's Nishant Pai Vaidya. This man is synonymous with the sport of cricket in <laughs> India and in the world around. Uh, you, you talk about any big leagues, he is there, probably in the role of a media manager, or probably he's taking care of the stats. And this one, he's an author too. Nishant, welcome to Talk Sport and Business. Oh, thank you, Neil. Thank you, Kitch. It's a pleasure to be here. And finally, I get to see you after all these years having spoken <laughs> cricket uh, with you on social well, media. Well, so this is the first time you've met. Yeah, this is the first time we've met. I mean, we, we tried <laughs> yeah. catching up uh, during different times. Uh, I, I guess IPL uh, 2021. But I was in the bubble. He was in the that. bubble. Yeah. He was in the bubble. So we, we were like, you know, trying to see if we could probably try and get him out of the bubble after the tournament, probably catch up. But that didn't happen. And uh, here, work brings us together. Exactly, and I'm really excited to be here, talk a lot of cricket, uh, which anyway, I don't need an excuse to do that, so <laughs> can start anytime like this. Look, Nishant, you had so much experience across the cricketing world in a variety of roles, but you do also have some history uh, with this city in Dubai, having grown up here. What do you think it's going to mean for cricket in Dubai, having this International League T20 start up next year? Oh, it's going to be massive because I've seen cricket, uh, the passion for cricket here since the 90s mm-hmm. and there was a time when the only international games used to be held in Sharjah Stadium and there used to be a scramble for tickets a confession growing up in Dubai I never watched a game at the Sharjah Stadium it was that difficult wow yeah and I my international games experience in Dubai has come in as a professional when I came here and then you had Dubai Abu Dhabi as well having right. stadiums so back then, you know, it used to be obviously a festive atmosphere whenever, you know, these cricketers used to come here and these matches used to be played here. And UAE has become a centre for cricket in many ways. I mean, you've got the ICC here, obviously. And the IPL was held here twice successfully. Thrice, if you also count the 2014 edition. And UAE having a league of its own. There will be a bigger connect, I think, with the fans, with the cricket-loving public here in general and with the cosmopolitan um, uh, you know, atmosphere that you have in this country, I think it's going to be big and I'm, I'm quite excited for it because 
you know having grown up in dubai i think uh, obviously i would like to support my team from dubai wouldn't want abu dhabi or sharjah to, <laughs> to beat my team i think you know that would be a feeling that a lot of dubai kids will have no i'm so sure you know that that feeling uh, will be sustained and will be prolonged for a very long time to come but nishan you know we we know a little bit about you that while you love the sport of cricket you've authored a book and all but there is something that is there which is extremely unique about you and that is your ability to remember literally every stat in the in the book of cricket <laughs> oh well um you know it's a blessing because i'm i'm luckily i'm blessed with a good memory and uh, it's not just about stats but stories i mm-hmm. think you know when you when you see something and when you read something and it really connects with you i think you remember it and you just uh, at any point if someone just starts an incident and i i do generally get to remember something that i can connect with so you know it, it's really fascinating because even when i was writing my book it really helped me because mm-hmm. um, my co-author came to me and he said you know look i'm planning this book let's write something on 1971 and there were a lot of stories my dad had told me about that okay. and it it isn't so much about remembering but i knew where to look for more stories i was like yeah mm-hmm. i read this in sunil gavaskar's book let me go and check that uh, there was another book that i read written by someone else and i think there was something there let me go and check that as well so i think that's how it works a lot of the times the trick is about finding things and knowing where to look for things yeah you, you as you said you're an author and you've got some great books um but If I was going to buy a book say for my father who's a cricket lover, yeah. what are the three best cricket books you reckon a cricket fan should read? Three best cricket books. So the first one undoubtedly would be Rahul Bhattacharya's Pandits from Pakistan. It's been it's written in a very good way. It's about the 2004 tour to Pakistan. India went to Pakistan after 15 years for a full tour and that tour saw a lot of families uniting after years where Pakistan government gave visas to the Indian fans and a lot of them went across to watch cricket. they went and met some of their families with whom uh, whom they had not seen for years the pakistani fans opened their houses and allowed indian fans to stay with them because wow. the hotels were full so that that book is full of such stories and cricket so yeah. i think that would be number 1 for me mm-hmm. um the second one um you know it's it could be a difficult one to pick because pandits from pakistan is right up there but uh, <laughs> a, a clear blue sky by johnny bestow I think for now in the last one really? year really because I wouldn't have thought a current player would have one oh, of the best books it I think because because it really struck a chord with me when I read that book because he lost his father when he was 8 and how his family his uh, his mother his sister and him how they came together and you know he had this dream of playing cricket for England and they supported him and he continued to do that and you know his father as well was an England cricketer so I think that is uh, something that uh, that is a story that any cricket fan should read and if you've seen him for the last year the success that he's had in test cricket exceptional it's exceptional and you feel you feel good for the guy especially right. if you've read that book yeah. so that would be number 2 and uh, the third book um, if i have to uh, if i have to pick a third book on cricket um uh then i'd go for possibly one because no no <laughs> <laughs> right now it's one there are two others that are in process yeah. so we'll get to uh, those in a second yeah. <laughs> so i think uh one uh the third book uh, oh god i've read so many so it's a little difficult to that's pick a, that, that, that's but a, look we'll, we'll move on to i guess more, more topical things about that there's so much talk about mm-hmm. trent bolt who's given up his central contract yeah. with new zealand uh it, the quote is more time with the family is a 33 mm-hmm. year old fast bowler and the impact it's having on his body and everyone's talking about this is the death of international cricket it's the death of the one day game 
are, are these people just being dramatic or, or, or what do you think is the situation in terms of the evolving state of international and franchise cricket? It's fascinating because I always look back in time and mm-hmm. see what what cricket has been through, what the sport has been through. I mean, uh, I'm actually reading a book on uh, the Kerry Packer World Series. Which uh, one? Uh, by Gideon Haig. Uh, the, the, the Cricket, the cricket War. War. Yeah. Great book. Re- yeah, it's a great book. Yeah. And um, it gives me a lot of perspective as to what's happening now. But uh, I think one of the things that sums up sums this up is a lot of these sports persons, uh, especially, I'm, and I'm not just talking about cricket, you get to your mid-30s, you're almost past your best. Your, some of your best years have gone by. A few of them have got some of their best years ahead of them. I mean, Ms. Baulak is an exceptional. Right. But uh, but then, I mean, think of it from their perspective. If they're getting a deal where they get to play a bit of international cricket, get some good money, which possibly secures them and their family for a few more years, you would possibly take it. Because a lot of us who are in our mid-30s are possibly getting into our best years. And if we come across uh, an opportunity that really financially changes us, we will take it. But I think it also boils down to the cricket-loving public holding cricketers to a higher standard, not realizing that they too are human. They've got a family to look after. They've got got kids to look after. And they've got a life to build as well. They've got a life off the field as well. No, you're absolutely right. Because, I mean, I was having this conversation with Charu Sharma, in fact, uh, Mm. just yesterday. And, uh, you know, there was a similar question that Mm. came about. Uh, of will cricket follow the same path that football has been on where club is Mm. over country you know the loyalties of the players will be retained by the club as Mm. compared to playing for the country and he said maybe not now maybe not in the next five years but the next generation definitely will be swooping towards there I mean he he, he said this thing and he said that I you know apologize for this but who in today's time and age a 10 year old kid or 11 15 year old kid wants to become a pujara of Indian cricket while he's done fantastically well for India, you know, be it in mm-hmm. test matches or, you know, back then in, in the white ball cricket. But who today growing up wants to idolize him and say, listen, I want to become him when I grow up, when I'm in my 20s. I would rather think of a young uh, superstar T20 player who plays, you know, uh, 10 ball and scores 30 runs and is like uh, paid heavily. And is this the direction that you think you also think uh, the, the the game is going in? At some point, I, and I agree with Charu there, it may not be now immediately, yeah. but it will take some time. It may be a very slow process. But uh, having said that about the, the example you gave about Pujara, and I was talking to a few young cricketers mm-hmm. in India, and one of them especially who's really promising. And a lot of their vision, uh, visions, individual visions have been to be an all-format player. So it's not like, for example, when I grew up playing cricket, if I played one bad shot, the coach made me run five rounds. That's right. Yeah. But today in India, you've got to find ways to play those shots. There are kids in the nets who are trying to play scoops. True. Who are trying to... The reverse sweep. Yeah, reverse yeah. Sweep. part of test I mean, cricket. Yeah. You know, being a coach myself here, uh, Nishad, you'll be surprised that kids ask for those shots. Exactly. You, you're teaching them how to, you know, get their foot and the head right to play the drive. They would say, coach, but I want to play the scoop. When are we going to learn how to play the scoop? I mean, and these are seven-year, eight-year-old kids. Exactly. And But what they don't realize is that the basics will actually hold They'll them in good stead. Yeah. True. And uh, ultimately, even when you look at some of the best T20 players, the technique, the head position, the basics remain the same. Always. So, where you may not lose the classical technique as such, but you will see a bigger repertoire of shots, which I think 
the youngsters are already coming into it's not going to be all block block True. i mean look at the way england has changed i mean england in test cricket i mean their their approach to test cricket uh, to one day cricket was so controversial until 2015 <laughs> today i mean they're playing one day cricket like uh, they're playing test cricket as if it's one day and, cricket and yeah. what do you put that down to is it purely uh, brendan mccullum and basball is it a combination of him and ben stokes and t20 cricket what what why is the reason for that so it's a lot of uh, I think it's a combination of everything and I've got uh, I've got an insight into Brendan McCullum because I was fortunate to work with him uh, when you remember there was a team called Gujarat, Gujarat Lions so I was a media manager there as well so um, you know Baz was a part of our team and the one thing that stood out for me about Baz as a character was the first question he would ask you like when I got when I got another gig somewhere the first question he asked me Nish are you enjoying it So anything he would always ask the youngsters are you enjoying what you're doing right and even as new zealand captain when he got the team together after they were 45 all out in south africa in 2013 there's that famous story how they turned their approach and one of the things that he put forward to the team is one we've got to be humble and two we've got to really enjoy the game that we are playing and i think that is the kind of philosophy that has rubbed off on you tell these guys you go and enjoy hmm. the game and they will respond to you they are not going to play with pressure and i think that's what it's just given england the freedom that the thought process that brendan mccallum has brought about the thought process that he so personified as captain at new zealand right i mean see you 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 know you've been uh, alongside a lot of players yeah. coaches and you know spent spent a lot of time there uh, I'm I'm sure that there are so much so many learnings so many uh, stories that come out of that uh, of 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 a conversation over there one of your personal favorite stories from any of the boys that you've been around personal favorite stories oh god there are so many but <laughs> I mean if there is a funny one then I would uh, I would always remember Dale Stain mm-hmm. because Dale Stain was a part of Gujarat Lions back then and right. you know as media manager your phone is constantly buzzing So one of my friends was calling me who was from the media needed an interview and you know there was just no time for an interview so I was just sitting by the pool and Dale Stain was next to me and he just took my phone he's like I'm going to answer your calls from now and he <laughs> and he and he's like uh, hello mate and uh, this is like, uh, can I speak to Nishad this is what my friend asked and he's like you're speaking to Dale Stain by the way <laughs> and and, uh, and the 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 guy at the other end didn't know what to say and he's like just give it to nishat please <laughs> and he's like what's happening i didn't know what to say don't do these things to me <laughs> i mean i asked you for an interview but i come prepared right. so that was one and then the second was on a flight i think uh, we were going from um bangalore to delhi mm-hmm. and dale stain had a couple of his friends fly down from south africa on an india tour and they were part of our entourage as well so uh, wa- so we were on the on the recliner seats right in the in the emergency rows so i was sitting with um, i was sitting with one of his friends to my right and the team physio was to my uh, the trainer was to my left on the window mm-hmm. and uh, so uh, so then dale comes forward and the seat in front of us was empty so he sort of crouches onto it and looks back and has a chat with me and dale stain's friend So another passenger comes in and if you're on if you're on a flight in India with cricketers then of course they're going to come up for selfies autographs are are, are gone, gone. It's, it's it's no longer a thing so this fan comes across and uh, he goes and he taps not Dale Stain's shoulder but his friend's shoulder okay. and says excuse me sir uh, i want a photo with you this okay. is Dale Stain's friend not Dale Stain right and he tells him oh mate are you sure you want a photo with me he's like yeah of course 
do you know who i am he's like yeah i know who you are and he's like i want a photo with you like okay he takes his phone out gives it to dale stain and says take a picture of us <laughs> <laughs> not at <laughs> dale being dale being the fun guy that he is huh. takes a picture then puts it in selfie mode makes a takes a lot yes. of pictures of his own <laughs> making faces and gives it back and the man looks at why have you taken so many pictures of yourself <laughs> that guy had no, no idea no. it was no. dale stain <laughs> taking pictures of himself on his phone you know when you hear celebrities or, or any sort of cricketers that have this much personality you have met anyone who's everyone in cricket who do you think is the most misunderstood who do you think of all the players has a completely different image in the public to what people see in the dressing rooms. Okay, so do you mean it in a fun way or Yeah, just in a fun way. Who sort of we we look at, you know, as Australians, we always used to think as an example that Shane Watson was really miserable and a really down person boring. because I'm boring because he was always sulking that he you know, used <laughs> his review. Yeah. Um but behind the scenes, he's one of the toughest, fittest, most competitive, funniest people. And anyway, who do you think, you know, that you've met over the journey that's their their public image is different from their their behind the scenes image? Okay, public image and behind the scenes image i mean in recent times obviously we've seen a change like i've been very fortunate to work with a hardik pandya mm-hmm. and yeah. i've known him for quite a few years but i've always known uh, he he has always been a genuinely caring person right. so if you know him he's been caring but the image that he had was different but now thanks to the gujarat titans victory a lot of that has changed and among the others whom i saw actually from australia i found uh, matthew wade was a part of our team oh, yeah. yeah i think he he was a real gentleman and uh, really good to, and fun to talk to and uh, you know you, you could talk to him about a lot of things so i think uh, as well you know he comes across as someone who's tough, really comp- aggressive yeah, yeah yeah tough aggressive competitive but off the field he's just one of the best gentlemen that you'll meet okay. i think uh, i think you know it was really fun getting to know him as well and going back in time when i look back at uh, someone like uh, like you know in gujarat lions mm-hmm. like a uh, ravindra jadeja ravindra jadeja was a part of our team and uh, you know we all used to like you know being in the media i used to think he's very serious keeps to himself you know yeah i mean he he is private no doubt but if he gets to know you he can be one of the funniest people you know like okay. he'll come and he'll genuinely prank you mm-hmm. and uh, you know that that is an aspect that not a lot of people know so ravindra jadeja is someone whom i found you know was a really fun person to be around at that time now oh, this is this is really amazing we are opening up so many uh, facets of uh, cricketers lives obviously you know you you have so much of experience working alongside uh, with them mm. but tell me something you know working as as a media manager or mm. someone who looks into the stats and numbers and everything and then being an author twice upon a time that's your yeah. book 1971 uh, how did that come along what was the thought behind it and how how easy or difficult is it to actually write a book so it is it was my fifth attempt to okay. write a book and oh, wow wow i had failed the Wri- first four times writer's time. block or procrastination what no the- so a uh, couple of rejections a couple of fights with the co-authors mm-hmm. so that's why that didn't happen but this time the stars just aligned and uh, i mean uh, my co-author sachin bajaj had this idea and he's also a publisher so um in 1971 the indian team had traveled to the west indies and england and won series there for the first time mm-hmm. and it uh, it sort i know 83 is spoken about as the uh, as a time that changed indian cricket but 71 is also is was possibly the bedrock okay. because that's where indian cricket started believing you know we can do something even overseas so 
it was going to be the 50th anniversary in 2021 so that's when my author in 2020 came across after the IPL and said mm-hmm. you know can we do something but we'll do something different not the usual historical stuff but we'll just focus on 71 anecdotes or 71 stories uh, that will possibly make people smile nice. will have them in awe maybe inspire them because look everyone will look at the scorecard scorecard and say this is what happened that is what happened True. but let's look at what happened behind the scenes mm-hmm. and those stories for example um you know when dilip sardesai who uh, whose son by the way is one of the most prominent journalists right. in india now dilip sardesai was known as the renaissance man and he went on that tour scored 642 runs and saved india a couple of test matches So during one of the test match when they were saving the game and he had Eknath Solkar batting with him and of course West Indies had a few fast bowlers but the Indians were better at playing spin so Dilip Sardesai tells Eknath Solkar that look let's act as if we were we can't read the googly so when it's outside the off stump we'll play and miss hmm. so that the West Indies captain would feel that we are having a tough time against the spinners and he'll keep them on not take the new ball and he'll delay the new ball and that is exactly what happened so we went into <laughs> such stories and he said you know uh, dilip sardesai was like because that allowed us to bat time hmm. score a few more runs and by then the momentum had sort of shifted and india were in a safe spot so there were a lot of things like that like wow. um, like a young sunil gavaskar uh, uh, missed the first test match and because of an injury and there was uh, i spoke to this test player he only played that one test match in jamaica it was kenya jayantilal scored a lot of runs comes into the the team and when he's batting on five gotten off to a decent start and he just edges one outside the off stump so garfield sobers the greatest cricketer in my opinion uh dives to his right and takes an absolute screamer i mean in 71 absolute screamer Jantilal walks back that's the only test innings he's batted in the next test Gavaskar replaces him Gavaskar is batting on 8 edges one outside the off stump it's Garfield Sobers mm-hmm. the easiest of catches in his lap hits his palm falls yeah. down Gavaskar is on 8 he scores 65 and then 67 in the two innings and never looks back and Jantilal never gets picked for test cricket ever again. Wow. Natsan Paivadia is joining us. He's a sports anchor, author, commentator, and media professional. He's been involved in uh, all the IPLs. He's spoken, he's met with everyone, and uh, he's also a local Dubai boy. So very proud. <laughs> you haven't got a team yet for the uh, ILT20. You're supporting yet, do you? But it will be a Dubai team. Oh yeah, it has to be a Dubai team. I mean, we <laughs> you uh, there's that rivalry always, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> even when we were playing when we were playing when we had a school cricket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, my school had its branch in Sharjah as well we we didn't want to lose to them did we <laughs> that's what I was saying to Neil now the Mumbai Indians are just MI Emirates MI Emirates mm. yeah it doesn't have that tribal passion you, I don't know they will be based in Abu Dhabi but I'd still like to see some of them have names so you have that that rivalry there yeah I mean like see three teams have them right I mean uh, no in fact uh, Gulf Giants the Adani group they don't uh, they are based out of Sharjah but they don't have the Sharjah tag to it mm. the only two teams that have the city names is the Dubai Capitals uh, that's owned by uh, the Capitals group yeah. uh, and uh, Abu Dhabi Knight Riders part of the Knight Riders group so only these two teams have city names associated mm. with them the rest of the teams are yet to in fact come up with names but uh MI Emirates my Emirates that's how it's going to be branded uh you know I'm for 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 a lack of a better this thing I would say that hey I'm just going to continue the legacy that I've that has been there Mumbai Indians has been my team being a Bombay boy it's going to continue over here so my Emirates is going to be my team 
Yeah, definitely. It's going to be a great one. We were uh, just uh, just in there in conversation in regards to, you know, the books that uh, that you're writing and the legacy of how great it is to have that impartial cricket fan, not to have an in-depth book about stats, but a book about the lighter side and the short stories of cricket. And it's important because a lot of these stories will inspire someone at some point, will mm-hmm. uh, motivate someone or the other to, you know, take up the sport or, you know, to maybe come up uh, face any odds that you face uh, that mm. you may you may be up against because you know when i was uh, researching for the book i could really see the human side of it all all right and they were just you know cricketers who wanted to go make a mark you know didn't make a lot of money at the time but had the passion went around and you know really chased what they had to do and uh, back in 71 obviously that changed indian cricket so those stories are extremely important and critical rather than going into stats i mean everyone knows that yeah. gavaskar scored 774 runs on that tour but what were the things that he faced what what, what did he go through like uh, so so like for example gary sobers had dropped him three times during the series mm-hmm. two or three times mm. and sobers actually told him in the middle mate why are you after me <laughs> like you know can't, can't your catch go to someone Some else, else yeah. Yeah. so you know these things uh, then for example there was just one vegetarian in the indian team and he was struggling in the caribbean so rohan kanhai who was uh, a senior player in the west indies told him be rest assured you'll get vegetarian food everywhere and he ensured that the vegetarian food was delivered to his room mm-hmm. so that is the camaraderie that is the spirit like and one story i mean it's not in my book but that uh, something i'd like to share because Chandu Borde uh, you know who was a great indian cricketer yep. he told me the story and i think that um, you know in the light of phil hughes's passing it really struck a chord with me at the time because uh, so chandu borde said that he was batting on 90 in his 90s and you know one of the west indies fast bowlers he bowled a bumper a bouncer and it just rose out of nowhere and it went through his hair he had like a good crop of hair it went through his hair went over the wicket keeper and went for four and he just didn't make much of it completed his 100 so one of the western i think it was rohan kanhai again who went to his room and said chandu i'm taking you out for a celebration like and chandu bode was like oh yes let's celebrate my 100 <laughs> he's like no i'm celebrating the fact that you're fine and you're alive because if that bouncer was even an inch short the, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, inch uh, you know lower right. I don't know what would have happened to you so I'm just grateful that you're alive and that that is sportsmanship and True. and you know then when I heard this story it was 2 years before the sad passing of Phil Hughes when that happened that was the first thing that came to my mind yeah so. it, it it is remarkable that passing of uh, of Phil Hughes when you think about the amount of balls that have been bowled in first class cricket in the nets in games and the chances of that one ball hitting that one part yeah. of the back of the neck is just extraordinary and i think what's great uh, going on what you said the outpouring of emotion from the cricket community around the world yes. there were i remember there were test matches going on and they just stopped playing and they put their bats down just as a show of respect you know and i think that's what we love about sport is that and we teach and you know this is a coach neil you know you so, you teach so much about kids that there is the game but it's also the relationships that you make exactly. and the friendships that you build. Build and that community that, that that cricket gives you. No, absolutely. I mean, that's what the sport is all about, right? I mean, there's a reason why it was called the gentleman's game, uh, for a reason. And then sport, by 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 large, does this to you. They make you come together, understand each other's mindset, thoughts, and celebrate 
the other person's victory too uh, nishad two more books coming up hmm. and what are those two books so one is uh, about the 2002 tour to england it's hmm. almost 70% done which uh, india had embarked upon winning the natwest series right. and the test match at headingley we are again doing that anecdotal format where we are not writing an anthology or a historical account but mm-hmm. basically just anecdotes and stories of what transpired the second right. one which i have not yet started but it's an idea is on the 2007 t20 world cup which india won okay because nobody expected that no you know and and yeah i mean i've i've worked on that for 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 a long time mm-hmm. so I, there are a, there is a remarkable story to be told on uh, india's win and how it just changed like let me just give you a short insight let me ask you a question rather when was the ipl announced the inception of the ipl right right around the world cup time world cup was in uh, i guess september is when yes. uh, 2007 it was, september it was announced on september 13th 2007 yeah, the day india were playing scotland, scotland their first game and at the launch were sachin tendulkar rahul dravid uh, saurav ganguly anil kumble who weren't in south africa right. mm-hmm. steven fleming and glen megra Glenn Megra had recently retired yeah, Stephen Fleming right. had retired from one day cricket so they were there at the launch and the IPL was just announced and India winning it gave the the game that philip right and you can see historical parallels as well because one day cricket also gave the game of cricket of philip and india was a major force behind that just because of the sheer number true volume of, of uh, spectators of that spectators, we have yeah, right. yeah. so there are so many of these stories mm-hmm. around that and for example even if you look at the 2002 tour um you know while going through that tour i mean there are so many uh, so many things like for example tendulkar going down to meet schumacher and he was given the ferrari, ferrari. at the time for completing uh, 29 test right. centuries and equaling don bradman he had gotten past 8000 test runs and there were so many other things happening during that series as well like uh, you know you can also look at the natwest series final where you know these two youngsters just started batting and india started getting hopeful yeah. and from the dressing room the seniors were trying to tell mohammed kev just take a single take give you grudge strike and he smashes the next ball for six yeah. just to say that you know i can do the same True. so you know there are a lot of those stories that we are we are we are exploring sachin again bajaj who's my co-author he's mm-hmm. also worked a lot on this so we we want to bring those stories to light which will you know anyone can pick up the book uh take pick any story in any day mm-hmm. you just read those 400 words feel good and then just keep it aside yeah, we're getting short of time do oh. we know, do we have a release date for the book any ideas when um, it's coming out at least uh, the the first one the the 2002 one should be out around september mid september so that's what we are targeting we could speak to you all day you know <laughs> exactly uh, it's been fan- i can go on all well, day fan- well we might have to get you back and we'll uh, block out a whole hour for you, you know, <laughs> can get, get you back in on the whole afternoon uh nissa thank you very much for joining us here on talk 100.3 uh, it's been great to get your insights and uh just hear your passion for both dubai and also for cricket kitch it's been a pleasure neil finally good to see you finally. and thank you for having me and sorry if i've eaten into your time because i can just go on and on no, we, we love this conversation we, we love that you're on tsb planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, thanks for listening to another TSB TalkSport Business Podcast. And don't forget, if you want to hear the full show, we're live every weekday from 3 to 7 p.m. across the UAE on Talk 100.3. Or you can listen to us via the Big Fan TV app.